With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Football is many things unpredictable, exciting, colorful, passionate, absorbing, expensive, venal, infuriating, exasperating, time consuming, depressing. But one thing it most certainly is not is a level playing field. Welcome to the famous sloping pitch. And my favourite thing uh, this week, Chris, I've got to say yeah. straight away, um, was Klopp getting away with his uh, his red card, or kind of getting away with his red card. Yes, can't uh, get away saying, with any more punishment, yeah. Yeah, he said, my face looked angrier than I was. <laughs> <laughs> he said that, and he actually, he actually said, with a different face, I would have been fine, which is a fantastic thing. Yeah. What yeah. a great defence that yeah. is. Uh, well, imagine him with Mourinho's face. I don't think he'd be fine there. <laughs> <laughs> or Simeone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Hey, terrifying headline I saw yesterday. Hancock to appear on I'm a Celebrity. You're not, are you? You're not, uh, no, a, no, no. you're not a celebrity. No, no. And, and can I just stress, no relation. Yeah, not even no, genetically. Uh, yeah, to Matt Hancock, the former health minister, who was noticeably snubbed by Rishi Sunak. Did you see that? When Sunak was being swept gloriously into the role of prime minister, hugging all his supporters, and he just missed out Matt Hancock, who was there like, waiting for a hug. Like, a, like Ronaldo with Gary Neville. Oh, indeed. Yeah, yeah. And he was the guy, wasn't he, Matt Hancock, who was introduced to speak in the Commons by the Speaker as Nick Hancock that time. He was. And he said, uh, Mr. Speaker, uh, this is not room 101. Yes. <laughs> and everyone went, what, that Frank Skinner programme? Yeah, what the fuck yeah, are you talking Yeah, about? right, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and speaking of uh, Rishi Sunak, did you see that a Downing Street spokeswoman was forced to deny that some music used in a video promoting Rishi Sunak was from a track by Gary Glitter? <laughs> <laughs> saying, oh, yes, I saying absolutely not. He was just understandably keen to know if the people of Britain wanted to be in his gang, in his gang, yeah. in his gang. <laughs> yes, she was forced to deny it, and as it turned out, it wasn't from a track by Gary <laughs> no, Butcher. Right? <laughs> so, no, well, good denying is what yeah, I yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, you know. absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Um, I was particularly pleased. This is my favourite thing this week. Well, obviously the World Cup is going to keep cropping up and then going away and cropping up again yeah, yeah, because yeah. It, it's, it's almost upon us. Like Christmas. It's looming. Uh, 
<laughs> it's Lumi. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there was a there was a great. A, I was so proud. I thought at last somebody has stood up for what they believe because the Prince of Wales, that's William now, obviously, William now, yeah, um, has said that he has no plans to uh, to attend the World Cup in Qatar, and that's been interpreted as a criticism of the hosts. And Stonewall said, "We welcome uh, the leadership from the Prince of Wales <laughs> in standing up to discrimination against the LGBTQ plus people yes. across the globe." And I thought, you know, that's principle. That is principle that is fantastic yeah. at last somebody has drawn a line in the sand and then a just after sand, it and just after it <laughs> there was an announcement from kensington palace or wherever these announcements come from that said yes. however if england progress we may need to revisit this decision <laughs> <laughs> and you think hold on a minute they've got a sliding scale of what they consider to be a sliding despicable. scale of condemnation of LGBTQ yeah, so, so they get, discrimination. Yeah, yeah, if they get to the quarterfinals, <laughs> then they're going to say, you know, okay, they can arrest a few, just a few, you know, uh, homosexuals. Semi-final, you know, you know, a yeah, few more, yeah, and then the yeah, final, yeah. all right, maybe one execution. Yeah, round them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he was under the impression that the, that the Q stood for Queen and he just thought it was too soon, you know, maybe. <laughs> Well, quite possibly. Maybe it quite was possibly. There. In, in, in there was this big election in Brazil. Did you follow that? Did you follow that tour? Where the, a, a little in, bit, yes, because Neymar was involved. Yeah, the incumbent Jair Bolsonaro, who's Trump's mate, narrowly beaten by his left-wing opponent, whose name is Lula. And there, were, there was a, a, a seriously a football aspect to the whole um, campaign mm. because Bolsonaro's side appropriated the famous yellow and green shirt which has unfortunately started to become an uncomfortably right-wing token in the country for people of the other persuasion are now much less happy to wear. The iconic yellow shirt, you know, actively started favouring the blue away kit on the left, apparently. But doesn't that go all the way back to 1970, I think? Does uh, it? Yeah, yeah, it does, because that, that Brazilian t- side was kind of... Uh, hijacked by by the the, the right wingers, it's getting a bit complicated on the whole right yeah. winger, left winger, Jairzinho, Pascal, yeah. you yeah. know, uh, <laughs> political thing. But mm. yeah, apparently, the, 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 I mean, there's been there's been, the, that's happened quite a lot, and yeah. and also obviously in, in Argentina too, that's happened. Uh, yeah, not the yellow. What with the bra- what with the Brazil kit? No, no. Yeah, and yeah. it's funny. The other guy, the guy who's uh, who's uh, seems to have won, has a four letter nickname, Lula. He sounds like a player, doesn't he? He sounds like a mate of Pele's or Zico's. You know, sounds like yeah. he can do keepy uppies for hours. That's what they do in Brazil when they really like you. They give you a four-letter nickname. Yeah, you know, maybe Bolsonaro should have called himself Bolso or something <laughs> instead of wasting his time burning down the Amazon rainforest. Yeah, yeah. Or, or Lula could be uh, Astrid Hilberto's version of Lola by Eric Clapton. Well, let, there we go. That's always well, a possibility. I mean, it's a shame. It's a shame that the right-wing connotation because it's such an iconic shirt. It's a shame it's become, you know, besmirched by association. I mean, some of those Nazi uniforms were really smart, weren't they? But you can't wear them anymore, either. Not but really. Still, you get very no. rarely the grey shirt. Look what Alex Ferguson thought about the yeah, grey. Yeah, well, uh, yeah brown. No one plays in brown. Coventry City, I think, were the last, oh, yeah. weren't they? Oh, actually, York City did, didn't they? Didn't you remember did York they? City played in brown in the in the seventies? A brown shirt with with a big white Y on the front. Do you remember that? Kit? Right. 
Well, I used to see quite yes. a lot of that when I was in the Yorkshire television area when I was growing up, you know. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, something I was going to very quickly say about the World Cup, something I know will be dear to your heart because we've discussed oh, yeah. it before. Oh, yeah. um, sausages are back on the, uh, <laughs> well, back off the menu for the World Cup. Really? Um, because, yeah, yeah. Two of the things that are banned, there are three major things that are banned <laughs> from teams bringing with them, are sausages, vapes, uh, well, any pork. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Pork oh, okay. And I, I porn, which is going to be a big blow for the England squad, as, <laughs> well, as we and, know. And if, and if Rio Ferdinand is out there, it's going to be Rio a big Ferdinand blow. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think yeah, Qatar has, have always been, has been their main concern about the thing, that it will become a sausage fest. I think that's that. Yes, well, that's yes, in, in, yes, yes, absolutely right, <laughs> in every possible way. Now, did you see that 29 <laughs> clubs have signed a letter to the government urging them to follow through on the recommendations of the fan review, including our old friend, the Independent regulator. Uh, Liz Truss signalled that she was going to ignore the regulator recommendation because she couldn't see how to make it benefit rich people. But she'd almost certainly have U-turned on that given time because she U-turned on everything. Yeah. But Rishi Sunak indicated during the leadership tussle in the summer that he would implement all 10 of the recommendations. I think three of them were to do with pies, but I'm not sure. But um, he's since been very quiet on the subject and has started to mutter about, um, about not, not uh, taking up the recommendations. And so this letter from 29 clubs reads in part, um, football is at a crossroads and the future of the game is in the balance. We implore you to commit to immediate legislation for a regulator in the next King's speech. Now, first of all, I can't believe they're making another one of those. No, just, just, the King's speech stood. The stutter <laughs> is back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because of the fear of what will happen yeah. to the future of football. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but I think realistically setting up the independent regulator is ultimately going to turn out to be a job for the next Labour government, please God. And Gary Neville is busy just now anyway, isn't he? I'm doing commentary for every single broadcaster in guitar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except for the Portugal games, because people want to get an interview with Ronaldo after, and that's not going to happen with him. But that's still. not going to happen. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, the, the Qataris have also, obviously, there's been a lot of talk again about about um, migrant workers. Uh, yeah. And they were, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, they were saying that the average wage of the migrant worker has gone up uh, by a great deal in the last year. And you think, well, if you count David Beckham as a migrant <laughs> worker... <laughs> that's going to bring the average know, up. Yeah, yeah 150 <laughs> million quid for two hours a, a year for 10 years that's going to bring the average right up it, it is yeah <laughs> I mean, we'll speak about the world cup in a minute but did you see um in the champions league this this week the liverpool napoli game the highlights i watched um they they have a, a sort of new var graphic that comes up to represent offside it came up when they disallowed the napoli goal in inverted commas um it kind of removed all the extraneous players and replaced the two in question with like bald mannequins and yeah. then, then kind of lit them up from the side, so you could see the offside line on the defender mannequin appearing on the head of the forward mannequin. So the forward mannequin was clearly ahead of the of the defender. And uh, I wonder whether this is I, it's an incredible sort of rotating around the action yeah. technology, and a bit like the, the, what they have for whether the ball has gone over the line into the yeah, into yeah, the yeah. goal. And I wonder whether this is this is what we're seeing is the new system that they were talking about that's supposedly going to be used in the World Cup, uh, which uses right. 29 points of reference on each player. God only knows how, but to absolutely pinpoint where everything is at any particular moment. And maybe we're going to be seeing a lot of this bald mannequin um, stuff in the World yeah. Cup. I mean, it yeah, seems to me to give a bit of an advantage to a player with lots of hair. 
you know, like Mark Cuccarella, for example, because, you know, just for just for example, or Fellaini in the old days, you know, um, or that bloke in the Hair Bear Bunch. You know. But because uh, under this system, every player becomes Andy Ritchie, essentially, and you can't get played offside or play someone else onside with a big hairdo. Is that, is that actually right? So yeah. they, the, the hair doesn't count, so it has to be part of... of I, don't know whether, the, I don't know whether it's the rule the as it counts, but with the, with the technology, the, the, the 29 points that yeah. are being mapped by the technology don't include the end of the hair, they're, well, they, they're the skull. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've looked at the pictures. It looks a little bit like Attilio Lombardo being marked by himself, doesn't it? <laughs> it or does. a game between two teams of crash test dummies. Yes, um, much which, more which, like, like that. It looks like exactly that, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah the crash yeah. test dummy yeah. thing. Anyway, yeah. speaking of dummies, uh, before we start <laughs> speculating about beautiful, which, beautiful. Play, so you wait to see the segue at the end of this. Yeah. <laughs> before we start sure speculating, yeah. Before we start speculating about which players and which teams will get a boost from the enforced winter break while the Qatar Fest is on, um, let us take a moment to consider those who won't even be able to watch a number of key games because they have games of their own scheduled those nights in deserted stadia down in the National League. Seems such as my team, Oldham Athletic, who are breaking record after record this season. Oh yes. Uh, by my admittedly rough calculation, they've broken the record for their lowest league position in their entire history five times so far this term. Yep. Now, the latest came last Saturday tea time when they slipped to 19th. And given that all the other teams down in the mire at the bottom of that particular table uh, are due to play again, most of them twice before Oldham lurch into action uh, once more, chances are that record is going to go again before too long. We were 21st for a while on Tuesday, but bounced back to 19th again by full time. So maybe that's just the boost we need. But it, we've seen this in sport before. You know, once a record falls once, yeah. you know, it will go again and again because it becomes possible, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You know, so well done, Oldham, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaking your own record. I mean, you're setting high standards for yourself, aren't you? Exactly. I mean, it's like it's, it's pretty much like what James Milner is doing now. He's breaking his own records every time he goes onto the pitch for, yes. you know, oldest knees and, you know, longest time since scored first goal. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's like the end of Methuselah's career. <laughs> it is. He was clocking up, wasn't he? He's clocking he up the stats. Honestly, day clocking by up the stats day. by the end. Anyway, <laughs> our latest record came last Saturday tea time when we slipped to 19th. You know, and uh, last week we continued our project of stocking the team sheet with obscure relatives of frankly more successful players. Now, our latest arrival is a striker, the brother of World Cup hopeful Tammy Abraham of Roma. You know what his name so is? Timmy Abraham. Timmy Abraham. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. <laughs> Because, Chris, tragically, I watched your game live on BT uh, Sport uh, yeah. last week. That's we were um, on you know, BT Sport. And right. you're, you're, are you not live on BT Sport on consecutive weeks? No, no, we're on ITV on, on oh, Sunday. Yeah, I, oh, well, it's, it's see, the FA Cup. Go. It's the FA Cup. We're playing Wrexham oh, on Sunday. Yeah. Oh. So Timmy, bless him, joins our other famous brothers, John Not Wayne Rooney and Liam Hogan, brother of Scott, as well as Mike Sharon's nephew, Jamie Carragher's son, Terry Cooper's grandson, Richie Wellen's son, Dean Wendass's son, and Marcus. Rashford's cousin. It's a great team on paper if the paper is all of their birth certificates. But, <laughs> but yeah, as you say, Oldham were on BT Sport Live away at FC Halifax Town. The Shea, it was the Ruttles, wasn't it? Do you remember? Who played at Shea Stadium? Shea Stadium. Named yes. after the Bolivian guerrilla leader, Shea Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very fine joke. But FC Halifax Town, they're a Phoenix club, of course, formed when Halifax Town went out of business in 2008. They started in the eighth tier and almost climbed back into the league last season under Pete Wilde 
our former caretaker manager, who's now in charge of Barrow. Now, as if to taunt Oldham for their lack of success, BT wheeled out, you've seen this, wheeled out Neil Redfern, whose last-minute penalty took us into the top flight with the last kick of the season 31 years ago, the last time we had anything to celebrate. And if you, you wanted any kind of visual representation of how long ago that was, you need only look at poor old Neil Redfern <laughs> with his uh, touchline punditry on BT. Bless him. Um, anyway... So, uh, Timmy Abraham, you looked okay, actually, didn't he? you? You'll see. He, he, actually, he actually looked quite a lot like his brother. Didn't he set up our equaliser with a neat little back heel after he'd fallen over dribbling in the area because no one was supporting him? Um, we'd let in a goal from a free kick by then with some atrocious absentee marking and then surrendered all three points to a breakaway goal five minutes from time, leading me to c contemplate another sad stat. Um, apparently the last time before that last weekend that Oldham lost to Halifax was before I was born and before Neil Redfern was born, too. Afterwards, David Unsworth pledged to work night and day to bring in new players because he can't watch that again, is what he said. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I could have watched it again on BT, but I didn't. Um, one of the great motivational speakers, David Unsworth. And often the player that you, <laughs> that you sign in the middle of the night makes all the difference, doesn't it? Um, next weekend, we play Wrexham in the Cup, as we said, always li also live on television. And they've got Elliot Lee, who is the son of Rob Lee, who played one autoglass windshield game for us many years ago, and he'd fit right in, wouldn't he? Um, yeah, and it's the first round of the FA Cup um, at the weekend, at the end of a week in which we heard of the death of Ronnie Radford. Ronnie Radford! Scorer oh, of one yes. of the most famous FA Cup goals, if not the well, most the, famous. The, the face that launched a thousand Parkers, if I remember <laughs> yes, rightly. Indeed. The pitch invasion, <laughs> yes. which was, it was it was at least 80% Parker, wasn't it? It, it was, was all was. sort of faux fur hoods. It was. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it launched also um, the career of John Motson, didn't it? It was his yes. first uh, match of the day. I believe it was only on Match of the Day because um, it was the replay, wasn't it? But it had been postponed so many times yeah. that it was being played on the fourth round um, weekend. Right. Um, and so many of those games were postponed as well. That it, it, it got it got covered when when otherwise it would have been a midweek and wouldn't have been. So mm -hmm. that launched him into uh, into iconic into iconic status. And yeah. um, just one more thing before we uh, move on from uh, poor old Oldham. I, people who've listened to this will will know that um, back in January, I went up to um, Harrogate. Uh, with my friend Howard, our, our very good friend Howard, who um, is, uh, I saw this afternoon, is unfortunately in hospital at the moment, recovering from a, a quite serious operation. And I, um, he showed me a message that he'd received on his phone, a video message from the Harrogate player, Jack Muldoon, who um, I last saw scoring a hat-trick for Harrogate against Oldham with Howard in January, um, which turned out to be the last game in charge of our caretaker manager, Selim Benashur, who yes. is going to be at the World Cup as the coach of Tunisia, or as one of the coaches of Tunisia. So he, yeah. he got dumped by Oldham in January. By the end of the year, he's at the World Cup. But, which is interesting. Uh, but Tunisia are, of course, uh, amongst uh, the couple of teams that may actually not make it to They the do World have Cup. an asterisk, but there's the segue for you. Yeah. And we do, uh, have, uh, they do have an asterisk by their names, don't they, at the moment? I mean, even yeah. though it's only three weeks, less than three weeks now, to the start of the World Cup, and, uh, you know, the people have been doing their wall charts and the Paninis have all been printed and all of this, but um, there are clouds hanging over 
um, Tunisia and Iran. Iran is an ongoing kind of thing, isn't it? With uh, yeah, they've allegedly been providing drones for Russia to bomb Ukraine with, and you know it's Russia already banned for that um, that particular uh, incursion, and from Eurovision as well. But um, <laughs> Ukraine have uh, formally requested that Iran be expelled. I think they got the idea. Didn't wasn't it you said last week that Shakhtar Donetsk had suggested that Ukraine yes. should replace Iran? Yes. You know, riding their riding their their luck a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but have you seen that? Um, the, the FIFA have warned Tunisia about about a much more sort of technical um, offence in some ways uh, about the way their government intervenes in football matters, um, yes. which FIFA obviously take a lot more seriously than actually uh, being involved in the invasion of another member country. But um, yeah, I mean. Uh, there have been some speculation about who should take Tunisia's place, which I've greatly enjoyed, um, because the Italian the Italian media are suggesting that that it should be Italy, because Italy are the highest ranked country, not uh, no, 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 no. not to Tish, No, it has to be the runner up in the Eurovision Song Contest. Ukraine <laughs> yeah. won it. Who would? Uh, it was us, so we should. Yeah. So Scotland could go. Well, Scotland. If only, if only Eurovision had been given to Glasgow. Instead of yeah. Liverpool, they might have a shout. Scotland might have yeah. a shout of going. Well, do you know, do you watch this space because we've we've known to be right before. Uh, and by the way, we, we we're always begging our government to get involved that, in our football. But there yeah, you yeah. go. Um, just finally on the World Cup, um, Wales Wales are looking to rename themselves Cymru. Yeah, are yeah. they not? Uh, well, they the are. Cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it reminds me of a long ago um, uh, plan to rename themselves Wales Nil just to save time. But it's but yes, of it's course. Not, the, um, yeah, but there are there are other um, that's going to come back and bite me, isn't it? Fucking yeah, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Fate tempting. Fate tempting you a very high yeah. order. Um, no, there are. There, I mean, the 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 the, uh, the papers have been awash with um, speculation about the uh, about the World Cup. I mean, we're, the the uh, Gareth Southgate's fifty five man squad, for instance, that he that he hasn't announced and that, mm. that he's kept very close to his chest. Nonetheless. There's been a big buzz about the uh, a furore, a Twitter furore. We love those, don't we? Twitter furore, yeah. always fun, about a rumour that Danny Welbeck was in uh, ahead of Callum Wilson. Um, yeah. Now, you know, Welbeck hasn't scored this season, but, you know, he's been looking all right. He's been useful. Um, his team have scored goals because of him. He's never let England down. I, you know, that ship has surely sailed. But this this squad is the uncertainty principle again. It's Schroeder's yeah, 55-man yeah. squad, isn't it? In yeah. which anybody can claim that anybody's in it because yeah, yeah. he's never going to tell yeah. anybody who's in it. Well, at the moment, Danny Welbeck is either in it or not, not. you know, yeah. as, as is so, Callum Wilson, who's either in well, the as squad. As is Harry Kane. As is, uh, <laughs> Callum Wilson's either in the squad or in a, in a box with a vial of poison that will be that will be broken when the lid is lifted. Yes, yes. <laughs> Oh, and, it's interesting, isn't it, this week, you know, to, to have a Twitter fury because Twitter's fucked, isn't it, now? Now that Elon Musk has taken over and he's going to start charging people a monthly fee uh, to have their little blue tick. Did you see his exchange with Stephen King, the uh, celebrated yes, multimillionaire that, yeah. horror writer? He said there's no yes. way he's going to pay $20. And Musk replied personally, how about $8? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so that's yeah. fantastic. And just, and just to all the people that have tweeted about, huh, what about freedom of speech? This is not what it means. It's not about paying money for speech. That's not what freedom of speech means. For no, no, that, what that is, what you've got hold of there is freeness of speech. Of speech. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. whoever ends up playing, whether Tunisia or Iran or whoever else, it's all academic because a supercomputer has already gamed it out and predicted that Argentina will beat Portugal on penalties in the final. Did you okay. see that? Penalties. Imagine yeah. it's predicting. This computer is predicting who will win a penalty shootout now. I mean, it's, yeah. it's supercomputer predicts lottery numbers. It's all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but mean, there's a there's a lot of octopi or well, cephalods exactly. to go under the bridge yet. Well, absolutely. I mean, it looks like whichever geek has programmed this bloody thing has put in, oh, put in Messi and Ronaldo's career stats, and the machine can't see beyond the you know the goat themed head to head, can't separate yeah. them. Gives the penalties, flips a coin. I'm always reassured when I read about supercomputers being a bit naff. I mean, this Argentina beating Portugal on penalties is what anyone's mum out there might predict, isn't it? Yes. Who's going to win yes. the World Cup, Mum? Ooh, who does that nice Ronaldo play for? You know, the yes. boy with the shiny neck? And who's the yes. other really good one I've I've maybe heard of? Yeah, it'll yes. be them in the final. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But who's going to win, Mum? Ooh, I don't know. I expect there'll be penalty kicks. It always seems to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. exactly that, isn't it? It yeah. just makes it's... Skynet seem a little bit further off. That's what I like about it. <laughs> that's exactly what that's exactly what it is, and 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 we'll need to go to the break now. But just I don't know whether you followed follow the Hannah Hampton story. Have you followed that? The now uh, she's the goalkeeper who misbehaved yeah. in some unspecified way. Well, yes, and and I I had a revelation last night. Oh, did uh, you? It, it, yes, it, well, not unlike my dream about Arsene Wenger wanting me to take him to Ibiza. <laughs> but um, so basically, whatever happened she, with that? She, did you ever go? No, yeah, we never got there. Ah. So um, attitude was the original problem, and then okay. she said she's having a medical procedure. <laughs> okay, and then Sarah Wiegman has said, well, you know, there may be a way back, and she said she's going to have a medical procedure, and in three weeks she'll be back playing again, and then she should be available for England, which has set everybody going absolutely mad and last night i dreamt it's a tattoo that's what it's going to be <laughs> she must have a tattoo that really offends somebody uh, or some people in the england squad so what's yeah. this space and if i'm right i will earn no money at all so is and that so the, the medical procedure is a tattoo removal Re that, that's my theory yeah. that's my theory have you considered the possibility that she has an offensive appendix I've considered nearly every possibility. <laughs> Trust me, I have a lot of time on my hands and quite a wild imagination. And I have a big copy of Grey's Anatomy. Right. So I wonder where you're going, man. Yeah, OK, good. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have our guest in a moment. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Our guest today supports a club that no longer exists, which means he's a lot happier than the rest of us. <laughs> a fine sportsman in his own right, it's only fate that has robbed him of a chance to be on the plane to Qatar this month. A talented writer, actor, singer and opening or first change bowler, his team is Medibank Thistle and his name is Gordon Kennedy. Hello. Gordon, welcome, 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 welcome. I, I can't believe I'm here. It's the pinnacle for me. <laughs> for any um, number of reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's mainly blackmail. You've got pictures and I know you have and I'm glad you're not we, releasing them. Listen, we don't need pictures. You were in Trainspotting 2 where you were <laughs> fucked up the arse yeah. with a giant dildo. Yeah, we've Ooh, got memes. Pictures. We don't have pictures, we've got memes. <laughs> yeah, I've got to tell you, the, um, having done that, I, I confess to my children who are, you know, in their late 20s now and I got a very yeah. excited message from my eldest son saying, Dad, I think you've... Because I said to them, they may cut the whole scene. And he said, Dad, you've made the cut. And I said, what? He said, look at the trailer. And sure enough, in the trailer, (laughs) there it was, in all my glory, me being thrown on the bed and then just this waggle of some enormous object behind my arse, naked arse. So, But it was the the fact that James was excited about it that I thought was was really good. Well, I think that said something for his his, his general attitude towards you and his his respect. You're a very modern modern family. And also for... For my career, the fact I just made it naked getting buggered was was for him a big step up compared to what yeah. I normally do. So, at, the, at the behest yeah. of the bloke who directed the Olympics. So, you know. <laughs> yes. no, exactly. we, we, we've mentioned Meadowbank. Now, there, there will be, I don't think there'll be many of our listeners that won't even have, know who Meadowbank were. And so, t- so just tell us the sort of the, 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 the birth of your love for Meadowbank. Or, or, it, was bec- it was because, well, Meadowbank, Meadowbank Thistle was created from Ferranti Thistle which was a, a works football team. They make um, Ferrantes in Scotland, I believe. I've never seen one. Um, what and what so, is that? Is that like some sort of fizzy drink or is that... I have like, absolutely uh, no... It's it's something to stimulate your auntie, I think. I don't know. Um, <laughs> hey! A present for auntie. <laughs> I'm here all week. Um, yeah. But um, anyway, it, and I think it was when Scotland were... Um, they were expanding the leagues and they, they decided to make a third Edinburgh team because obviously Hearts and Hibs weren't enough, never winning anything. They wanted three teams never to win anything. Um, <laughs> so they formed Meadowbank Thistle, which which was at Meadowbank um, Stadium, which stadium, had held the which, yeah. Commonwealth Games. And so, yeah, so which is um, an enormous stadium, of course. Yeah, yeah, no, quite an enormous stadium. And also uh, Meadowbank Thistle um, for years boasted in having the biggest scoreboard in Europe, um, yeah. which they did, um, yeah. but they just didn't have the biggest goal tally in Europe. The most visible nil in Europe. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It was a big nil and it was always there. You could see uh, it from the top of Arthur's it. seat. Exactly. They just painted the nil on. They didn't have any lights on it. They just yeah. painted it. So it was permanent. Um, and then then, then uh, they decided that actually they were right the first time. There, only, there was only two teams needed to win nothing in Edinburgh. And so then they became Livingston and moved to Livingston. Yeah, and Livingston basically was a new town, sort of... Sort of uh, uh, built in in in, 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 the, in the hills in, in, uh, in, in, <laughs> in Midlothian yeah yeah Midlothian yeah amidst the bangs of of uh, no 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 it's in it's in Westlothian actually Livingston um is it's it? all yeah. Bes- yeah. Yeah. you're, say, you're saying all... this to me when my sister lives there and I addressed a birthday card to her just this yes yesterday afternoon in East, East Lothian. Lothian do you mean mm. that's not going to get there 
No, is that what you're not. saying? I, I, I lived in East Lothian, and I know that's not where Livingston yes. is. So, and, uh, um... and I know West Lothian because West Lothian is is the dark, windswept lands of Blackburn and Bathgate and and yeah, Armadale, yeah. Stenhouse Muir, and, and, and yeah, and all the and all of those uh, those 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 places. Isn't yeah, it? it's, and and there's a lot of open cast mining, so there's there are hills that have been formed with sort of all the scree, which is yeah. which is where which is where Livingston nestles. And yeah, it my, is si- as... my sister's an open cast miner. It has been for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, whose sister isn't, Chris? Yeah, honestly, in this yeah. day and age. Well, Trying to impress us with the open cast mining sister routine. <laughs> Come on, his mock, mate. <laughs> so, Meadowbank then must only have existed for about 20 years, mustn't it? I, yeah, I, I don't know exactly, but yeah, not that long. I mean, the reason, okay, so the reason I support Meadowbank Thistle is because. Uh, rather like you, Nick, I, I studied physical education as uh-huh. my further education course. So I was I was on teaching practice in Glasgow, and the first question they ask you when you go in the class is, what football team do you support, sir? And, yeah. um, and if you'd said hearts or hibs, uh, you know, you'd have been desecrated because you came from Edinburgh. They didn't yeah. realise that Meadowbank Thistle was a team. So when I said <laughs> Meadowbank Thistle, they just went, ah, it's okay, he's mad, so don't worry about him. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, the mad or an atheist. One yeah, of the two. yeah, 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 absolutely. It's so a very it similar, didn't... very similar setup for when my son's going to primary school, where everyone supported Arsenal or United, and uh, they said, would oh. say, "Oldham, Oldham, that's not a team." And right, my sons would be would be bewildered because I they'd seen them at the weekend. They looked like a team. <laughs> that's not a team. <laughs> I remember coming out of, in the early eighties, and then you know, in the days of of. of um, uh, a, a great big sheepskin jacket and, and getting your head kicked in wherever you went and coming <laughs> yeah. out of the, the tube station at Seven Sisters and a bloke ah. in front of me being approached by a bunch of what then I would have considered to be Cockneys, but now I consider to be Cockneys and <laughs> saying to, say to him, hey, mate, where are you from? To which the answer is either Stoke or Tottenham. And he said... <laughs> Bradwell, which is which is an area of Stoke, and by the time it had sort of sunk in, we were at least half a mile down the road. It was such a great answer because it wasn't one of the you know designated answers to be given. Yeah, and then he should he should have just shouted over your over your shoulders, you're running off, doing your research, mate. You know, it would been good. Uh, no good. Google Maps um, in those days. Yeah. No, no, no. So no, I've so, been to I've been to Meadowbank. I went with I, my with my nephew. I, were you with me on that no, occasion? I, I, no, I th- I I certainly was with you. At, I, I took you to Meadowbank at once. I don't think it was with you. Maybe your nephew no. was there as well. But no, we were. No. The, I'll tell you where, why I remember it so memorably. There was two things that happened. First of all. Um, the Meadowbank went one nil up, which is unusual at the best of times. And the the goalkeeper, the ball was sort of hit. It was a badly mistimed shot. It sort of it sort of lofted, and the goalkeeper dived over it as it bounced just in front of him. <laughs> and everyone looked round to everyone else and went, "That's Stuart Kennedy, isn't it?" <laughs> and, and sure enough, but the great thing was he had a massive beard, so it looked like he was in disguise for Montrose in the yeah, yeah. latter days. He knew something career. like this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, prepared. Yeah. And the, but also the one thing I remember about our time, Nick, there was it was just after one of the World Cups in South America, but one where the, where the ticker tape, you know, when all the teams came on, there was just loads of Argentina. ticker tape. I think yeah. it was Argentina, where it was all that ticker tape was kind of thrown on the ground. And when Medibank scored that goal, it was a good... <laughs> 
Three minutes later, there was four bits of paper just <laughs> wafted down in front of it, which is a Scottish sort of first division equivalent of this, you know, that amazing Argentinian sort of stuff. And I remember Nick and I, we, la we laughed for almost the rest of the game about that. No one around us knew what we were laughing at. They just didn't understand. Yeah. Well, I, t I, I, I took my, my I, t I think I've told this story on this podcast before, but then that's never stopped me um, telling the stories again. I took my nephew, my nephew's about six I think and I, and I thought well I won't take him to Hibs I won't take him to Hearts he lives in Scotland in, in Edinburgh obviously and yeah. I thought I'll take him to Meadowbank so I took him to Meadowbank and he was he loved it he was oh fascinating you've never seen a boy more taken by a new sport than he'd never ever been to a professional <laughs> game from and he got all the way to half time and he said Uncle Nicky he said there are 142 bulbs in the floodlights if you add them all together. <laughs> Which and, is a fantastic thing. Yeah, that, that in many ways is a very good summation of Scottish First Division football at that time. Um, that's but, very good. But, but, but good in you, I mean, you've, 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 you've alluded there to your, to, to your physical education uh, background. And yes. Of course, you played a lot of rugby. Your brother, I know, played rugby for Scotland. Rugby was obviously... Probably more central to your growing up than than football. And uh, did yeah. I mean? We was there a sense in which I don't know because you, you get a certain generation of rugby fans that hate football, and you also get people who feel that they have to be interested in football. I mean, I know you're a much more liberal-minded person than that, but but how did that? Did you feel that the two sports were in conflict? That's what I'm kind of asking you, I think. Uh, no, no, not at all. I thought they, they, okay, they were... Okay, anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we were, we were in a period when we were very, very successful at football. Then we became very successful at rugby at a time when I was playing it. So I was felt very involved in it. I was, I was playing in the same team as Ewan when he won the Grand Slam, the first post-war Grand Slam in, in 84, I think it was. And um, so I felt very involved in that. And then when we came back in 1990 to win the Grand Slam, I was sitting beside the rest of the team. And I knew that I knew a lot of that team. So yeah, yeah. I, that was great. But where I, when I was a wee boy, you know, growing up and then going into the 80s when I was slightly older, the whole idea of growing up with people like Kenny Dalgleish, Graham Soonis, Alan Hansen, you know, all these yeah, amped yeah. Gordon Strachan, world-class players Absolutely. that you, 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 you know, and you know, you know what Scots are like. We will... You know, we we will support the Scottish, you know, elephant polo, uh, you know, polo team. You know, that, you yeah, know yeah. That, so so the the fact that we had this success and especially uh, and entirely at the expense of England uh, was just sensational. Yeah, because um, of course seventy four and seventy eight, uh, yeah. England weren't at the World Cup. Yeah, and Scotland were. You know, in yeah. in, in, in Germany and then in Argentina. And, and yeah. in fact, qualified for five, I think it was five or six, possibly. Uh, no, five. World Cups. Five. Get right. Yeah, five. Up to 1990, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because 1990 was the... Um, because I, we, we, I was meant to be going with uh, Chris to a very large... We'd hired a villa in Italy to go. We were all going. And I got a part in the Rocky Horror Show. And I've got a picture <laughs> of it somewhere. And I couldn't go. And I'd booked the bloody thing. And I couldn't go. And then we went 1-0 up against Brazil when I was watching on television. And I just went, no, I'm not so, going to miss so, it. 
Yeah, and, and, there's a, <laughs> and here we see a link between train spotting two and you missing the Brazil Scotland. It's basically you with your trousers down, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes, very much so. Showing your ass in public. Is yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a theme that's gone through. But I'm I'm glad you're making the football link. Not many people have done that. They've basically <laughs> just said my acting is arse, and and he shows it. Yeah. But I tell you what, I mean, for for those of us of our generation, and um, you know, the '78 World Cup, of course, was both the uh, you know the the, the 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 zenith and the nadir oh. of, of of Scotland's. Um, a great victory of, of, of hope over 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 reality. This well, was, there was some really fantastic. Ali McLeod was the was the manager. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I mean, and, 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 and there was a genuine feeling that Scotland could go to Argentina and win, wasn't there? I mean, uh, yeah, and and obviously you look back at what happened, and that and that's what happened. But actually, if you look at that side that great you took side. out there. It was by far the best, probably the best side I think Scotland have ever assembled, and and we blew it. And and you know, I, I, I mean, the warning was on the wall, you know, right from the start because they were sponsored by uh, some terrible. They all got these ridiculous permed haircuts, and then they all got a Vauxhall <laughs> Avenger that's sponsored, that. sponsored the hair. There yeah, was that parade, wasn't there? Wasn't there a parade yeah. at, at uh, there was a parade of the Vauxhall Avengers running around right the track, uh, going around yeah. in yeah. cars, and, and all you could see was these terrible Vauxhall Avengers with then very trendy vinyl roofs and perms as they lent yeah. out the car, and it was it felt like it was, and and also Ali McLeod didn't do us any favours by sort of slightly predicting that we, all we had to do was turn up and we were going to lift the dual Remy Trophy, which yeah, was um, they, as you say they they were a very good side and. and, and other people were predicting them to do very, very well. Yeah, yeah. And it just, it just seemed a little bit. I mean, like uh, you, you, you're on that, you're on that, that, that sort of time where playing other countries, how how you would scout them was 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 so difficult. You know, you're going to play Iran, and all you can go is, well, I don't know. I imagine we'll beat them, or Peru, yeah. for instance. Yeah, well, know. Peru, Peru was the one. I mean, I you know, I don't, I don't think I'd ever heard the word Peru before we played them. You know, and frankly, in Scotland, yeah, I mean, yeah. you just wouldn't have. And then they came out and they absolutely tore us apart. And well, scored. yeah, they'd been and, great in 1970, hadn't they? They'd had, yes, Kubiak they had. had played in 1970, had been a bit of a star. And then he was at the end of his career in 78, still still uh, and there did, with the big scored, did he not, stripe on him. Did he not he score the opening kick. goal? I think he maybe did. It was, yeah. it was the main a, thing I remember is Eskandarian own goal was Scotland's goal against Iran, wasn't it? Eskandarian yes. own goal. Yes. There's yeah. some great stories from 1978 of the the fans who were trying to um, lease a submarine to get there. I like that, <laughs> <laughs> I like that very much. And uh, and there's uh, you know the the famous um, end of it all was because uh, um, McLeod did the thing that Bobby Robson used to do of lucking into. Uh, the, a better team than he'd started with. And yeah. he'd started with the midfield with Rioch and Masson, who were both yeah. a kind of busted flush, weren't they? Uh, yeah. and, and on the bench, he had Souness and Hartford, who were who were the coming guys. And yeah. Souness, obviously, going to be one of the best midfielders that Scotland ever had. And he yeah. lucked into them in that third game. And they really they really bossed uh, Holland for most of that, Netherlands, right? Yeah. For most no, of I mean, that it, game. It was an and they extraordinary And they were moment. in dreamland, weren't they, when yeah. uh, Gemmell did the, did the three, weaving through. Scotland were in dreamland. And they were in dreamland for 
three minutes. Yeah. Uh, before, because yeah. uh, uh, they were three one, and then they needed to win four one to go through. I think. That's and right. Three yeah. one, yeah. and then three minutes later it was three two. And the Dutch yeah. afterwards gave Ali McLeod a uh, commemorative egg timer <laughs> to represent the time that Scotland had been in in Dreamland, which I think is a very very funny but also very mean thing to Incredibly do. Incredibly mean. No, 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 but hold on, which Dutch people did this? The Dutch FA did it. No. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah but, but I mean, I, I I don't know where the good. I know I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again, Gordon. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know about my my friend? If somebody asked him why why um he'd ended up divorced, and it turned out it was all because of that game, where he'd been watching it um, with his. <laughs> So why he hadn't got married? He'd been watching it with his future brother-in-law, mm. and and when um, <laughs> this is about six weeks before his wedding, and when Archie Gemmell scored to make it three-one, his brother-in-law had a heart attack and died. Yikes! Right? And he, his brother-in-law's sister, i.e., his future wife, and his sister and another lady had gone out shopping, and they knew they were coming back, but they wanted to watch the rest of the game. <laughs> So they put the body behind the sofa. Oh, God. <laughs> because it was too much, clearly too much, to watch the game with the body there. And they oh came back God. early and they said, you know, where, where's Mel? Where's well, Malcolm? he's... Where, where's Malcolm? <laughs> it's, he's not here. He said he, he wanted not... to be a draft excluder. You know. <laughs> he's... And yeah. And so did he felt... die? He died while they were in Dreamland in that three yes. minutes, in those three minutes. Yeah, good lord, yeah, he was he Scottish? So, so he died yes, from thinking yes, yes. we were. Oh, that well, that's a in a way. What? If you're going to pick your moment, yeah, no, that's a, that's not a bad way to go. No, no. that's that's all right. That's hilarious. And, and, uh, and no, just it's, to, no, to it's the, quite a bad way to go. <laughs> No, I mean, that, 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 that weekend, uh, that 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 World Cup, uh, pre, uh, st uh, stamps had been made to celebrate Scotland winning the World Cup. There, there was a, there was. I a, never a, knew know, that. A, a, yeah, there was a, oh. a, a, a like a printer's block ready for that, uh, and and also I have to tell you that my brother-in-law David, uh, uh, who lived in Bathgate, um, uh, him and his friends had a band called Hamden's Heroes and did a World Cup song. Uh, so there you go. Very cool. Uh, no, because I, I, the only thing I remember was Ali McLeod had a pub. I think in Musselburgh it might have been just outside Edinburgh. He'd and been the air manager, hadn't he? Sorry? Had he been manager of Air? Yeah, yeah, he had. But he, for some reason, the pub wasn't in it. I'm pretty sure it was somewhere near us. And basically, after the World Cup, nobody went to drink in it. And the, and the, and the business went bust, <laughs> literally. I mean, and for nobody to drink in a pub in Scotland, is that takes... Yeah. Well, what well yeah, that pub has, has the, the black mark on the door, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah Terrible yeah. business. Terrible. Yes. So, that I mean, it it was awful. But then, you know, we kept qualifying. But, of course, talking about the, the marriages and stuff like that, I mean, the, I think the biggest one was Mexico in terms of the percentage of Scottish people that didn't come back <laughs> from Mexico. Oh, in 86. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think Mexico is the largest one. But it's an extraordinary percentage. I mean it's properly it's like thirty five percent or something. There was like <laughs> I don't know how many thousand people went and they came to the back and went, hmm, hang on a second. Yeah, yeah. Now part of it was Scotland was in the middle of quite a big recession. There was a lot of, you know, yeah, yeah. factories closing. So a lot of them just sold up whatever they had and just went and went off somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. So I, I always have a slight dream that 
actually, beneath all the, the drug cartels of Colombia, they were all being run by old yeah. Scottish football supporters that had gone <laughs> south after us. But I don't know. Gone there by submarine. There's, yeah. a there's a lovely connection there with Gregory's girl, where obviously the two lads <laughs> want to go to <laughs> Venezuela to Caracas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there are more women there than yeah. anywhere. 11, <laughs> 11 to 1. That's 11 to 1, mate. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a great thing. Now, next year, just to say England, England, Scotland is back next year. Yes. So, um, for the is it the 150th anniversary of the first international yeah. piece, is it? I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. So. it is. 1873. Um, I, I yeah. read that this morning. I read that. I was doing my research, obviously, my copious <laughs> research this morning. Uh, oh, well, talk us through it, good. Uh, that was it. <laughs> I just saw that on the BBC front page and I went, there, I've done it. Tick. There, I ticked there. it off There's my list. Research for today's show. Tick. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's that's very exciting. Uh, yeah. I think actually, I think it is quite exciting because I think I think Scotland have quite a good team at the moment. Uh, I think England have a better one, but I think Scotland have quite a good team. Well, and, at the moment. and also in in recent internationals, Scotland, England, you know, they, 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 they've been quite difficult to separate, haven't they? You know, yeah. Been, uh, but I mean, that, but that's always the way with Scotland. I mean, they always they don't bring follow out, the form book. Those things, do they? They no, they're no, driven they by uh, more primal forces, <laughs> by <laughs> nine hundred years of invasion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm looking down your bloody You know, a lot of the England players have never heard of the Declaration of Arbroath. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they bloody well no wonder, should have. No wonder uh, they're not fired up. Yeah. <laughs> Gordon, thank you so, thank you so much. I was going to very quickly just touch on because you're a Liverpool fan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we should talk about Liverpool, shouldn't we, Chris? Really, with Gordon. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, at least. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, what Liverpool the, Rangers. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. A, and and that was a battle of Britain. It, there it was. Yeah, that's what this, lot, that's how they ought to go. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of bad mouthing Celtic and Rangers over the Champions League group stage. You know, Rangers delighted to get there. Uh, you know, got there through qualification. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. In, 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 in the early rounds, but it just seems like suddenly the managers of both of those two teams, whether you're bothered or not, are under an awful lot of pressure because. They're not cutting it at a certain level. But I think that's got to be to do with football. And when you compare it with Liverpool, because they're getting a lot of criticism as well, Gordon. Yes, if only Liverpool played all their matches on a Wednesday night, we'd be fine. Mm. Um, but uh, they're they're not. And it, it's the I mean, other I think six days of the week. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah. I, I mean, and I don't. I don't like it. I don't like the fact we're doing what, what we're doing at the moment. But I think it's going to be a really interesting test of Klopp and just to see how good a manager he is, what he does to get us out of this particular. Yeah, I read an interesting thing so, about about Klopp that in his seventh year at Dortmund, they, he went into a trough that has a that's very similar to this one in that they went like seventeen games letting in the first. game letting in you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what they're yeah. doing this season they're just going behind uh, yeah. early on and always always up against it and I don't it's difficult to see what I mean sure there must be a thing that they can yeah. do to stop that from happening is there this must the be a, seven year clop itch is yes, that what you're going for that, that's, <laughs> it's not it's not just me I, yeah. I <laughs> what do you think of what do you think of uh, the boy Nunes the boy Darwin uh, I think he's great. I think he's uh, he's a year away. Uh, from Apparently, the being... fastest player in the Premier League. Apparently. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a year away from being, you know, the best that he can be. I mean, I think they, I think they rushed to get him because I think someone else was making noises, so they got they went in yeah, early because yeah. they tend. I mean, Klopp's very clever at that. I mean, Robertson's a great 
example of that. They watched him for years and then made the got the pounce when they when they did. Um, mm. From under I, the noses of Stoke City, incidentally. Oh, was it? Oh. I know. Yes. Yeah, oh. it must have been difficult for Robertson. Stoke City or Liverpool. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I think they, the thing about no, Nunes, have you noticed the thing about Nunes is that uh, he's always described as Liverpool's 64 million summer signing until he misses a sitter. And then suddenly he's <laughs> Liverpool's 85 million summer signing. He's like well, he's got, he's he like he's got add-ons, he's got add-ons I, for I, when I he plays that's... shit. So he must have yeah. a sensational agent. Is all. No, it's a great contract. Misses two goals, he gets another twenty million. He gets another, um, on his yeah. putative feet. But, he, yeah. but it's the, it's the kind of the breaks. I mean, I, I mean, the stuff the way he played against Man City, Man City was extraordinary. I mean, you know, there's not many teams that miss three sitters like hmm. he did and win against Man City. But we yeah, did that yeah. day. It's yeah, extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. And, and but then, then they went and lost to Leeds. They went to lost to Leeds at the weekend. Did you see that Sooness? We were talking about Sooness earlier on. He's obviously venerable old pundit now, but uh, yeah. he's his take on the Liverpool. Um, obviously, he's very disappointed because you know everything yes. disappoints him. But uh, he said that they were bullied by Leeds. He thought they were bullied in midfield, which never used to happen. And I mean, I do think that Sooness views the world through some sort of bully prism and all transactions yeah, are someone well, being bullied by someone else. But nonetheless, yeah, well, they do feel like... Bullying. Yeah, they do feel like they're, they're kind of being put put on the back foot more than they were last uh, last season or the season before. I know. I, I, it is interesting because I, I think it is in midfield where the problems are. But I, I, other than that, I'm not good enough to tell you what it is. But I think it's midfield where... They, because midfield is where they bossed it and made yeah. their front three look great and gave them space and they didn't know where the attacks are coming from and at the moment it feels to me that they are if they are being bullied it's in the midfield because they've got yeah. really I, good I, defenders I, I agree and, and you know it's, it's interesting because I, I've been thinking about this and I only know of two you know really really famous people that were let go by hearts and then became incredibly famous and Graham Sooners is one and the other one's Ronnie Corbett <laughs> who was he was on Hart's books as a midfield player and he played. so you know what I mean you've got to look at different sorts of players haven't you when you in the, at, the, that, at that level it isn't one size fits all is it but soon as no. and Corbett together what a midfield that might be oh god oh, oh, well, big man know? little man yeah big man like, little man never it's like a, a precursor of the soonest Gemmel thing from 1978 yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, saw, I, saw, I saw a great thing uh, on, on that Twitter thing that you were talking about earlier that said only one team has beaten Man City Newcastle and Napoli this season and that's Liverpool you thought well only one team has played Man City <laughs> and Newcastle this season <laughs> to be fair I suspect we're also the only team to lose to both Leeds and Nottingham Forest as well actually yeah. well it's possible and Michael Richards I saw said that he thought that Fabinho's legs had gone and I think that can't be helpful, can that, it? That's that difficult. Would you? Yeah, it's a difficult thing to get over. Monty Python, the Holy Grail. Yeah, I mean it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean that. that I think, stretch. Yeah, yeah, his legs have gone. I mean, you'd think you would notice. Yeah. Well, Klopp keeps but, picking him. It's his fault, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he, just, he just thinks the the boys. No, he'll he'll be all he's right. He'll looking be all back right. to the old days, you know. He's never, he's never let me down before. Dwelling <laughs> on the past, <laughs> but he lost his legs to the chainsaw. Nice, no, but going. still I'm, taller I'm than Ronnie Corbett. Just watch reach for the sky. It's not a bloody problem. <laughs> I know well, how suddenly Klopp has come from somewhere near Halifax. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Gordon, thank you so much. You've been a great guest. We knew you would. Oh, uh, bless you. Thank you for all the research you've done, especially <laughs> yes. Mr. Gordon Kennedy. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.